Hey everyone, welcome to Indie Film Grit, a podcast about indie films and indie filmmakers. I am your host, Timothy Patrick, but you, you can call me Tim. Today's episode is about an often overlooked aspect of filmmaking. What am I talking about? I'm talking about set building. And our guest today is Will Reynolds. He's a talented woodworker, a set builder, and a prop maker. And he currently works in both television and film production. Let's get into it. And here we are with Will Reynolds. Yes, hello. Will, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for being on the podcast. Yeah, pleasure being here. Now, Will, you are a prop maker. Yes. Were you always fabricating stuff? Um, well, I grew out. I grew up out in um, like a farm out in North Carolina. What kind and, of farm? Well, it was a um, it was like a, a sustenance farm. So it was basically just for us, for my family oh, that we grew up nice. in. We had uh, chickens, and we had an apple orchard, hmm. and we had a pumpkin patch and a watermelon patch, and any goats? No, and I say that with that type of enthusiasm because I really wanted goats and we came close to getting goats so many times and I was really disappointed when we didn't get goats. So that's kind of a sore subject. Oh, I didn't mean to bring it up. No, Sorry about right. that. You didn't know. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so you're, you're on a farm. Does that mean uh, growing up in rural America you have a, a, a tool shed or oh yes yeah my and my dad was a amateur uh, woodworker nice. who did a lot of um, uh, like furniture and he built um, he built the the house that we lived in for the most part and uh, the tractor shed and the car shed so I kind of grew up around it mm-hmm. and you know I didn't really have uh, I, I wasn't quite as adept as he was or at least i didn't think i was but i kind of fell into it you know? i'm sure you learned so much just by watching him yeah just being around it all the time it was yeah. something that i was comfortable with and uh, i just wanted to, i wanted to make movies and so i went to film school to learn uh the academic study of film which um didn't really teach me a lot about you know making the films actually but gave me a great appreciation for them as an art so after that, that's when you made the move to uh, the West Coast. Oh well, here's here. Actually, what happened was I got involved in a construction crew during my uh, my college days for like summer work, and we did interior trim, carpentry for like really fancy houses in Raleigh and the surrounding areas, in North Carolina. And so I did that. It was very satisfying work to go and you like make something at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You're like I actually did something physical, and there it is. And, you know, satisfying, mm-hmm. but it wasn't at all in the world of film, which is where I wanted to be. Right. So, my grandfather uh, passed away, and he left me a little bit of money, and I decided that I was either going to use it to maybe buy a new car or a down payment on something, mm-hmm. or I was going to follow my dream and move to California and try and work in the movies. You made the right choice, my friend. That's what I did. And and then I was broke within a year of moving. Yeah, it was a a grueling test. It was almost like 
trial by fire. Like, are you gonna? Are you sure you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want to be here? Right. And I started doing just basically whatever I could in the films, like film and TV, just working for free at first, and then getting to know people or people getting to know me knew that I wasn't an idiot. And uh, uh, my first one of my first Car jobs that actually got paid uh, was this uh, TV show. It was something about it was car warriors yes and that's you know my first real good paying job even though i wasn't really good paying uh, but and then you know i did a couple of indie films in the summer and then uh bounced around doing a couple of little things here and there that that winter and spring and then then i got the mac uh, master chef job which turned union so that's so nice yeah it was it, it was kind of it, it was very quick trajectory from like nothing to oh yeah and do you want to be in the union now like oh well yes i do <laughs> that'd be very nice which union uh represents people in your field uh local 44 craft persons uh as a prop maker that is my union now i know a, an editor uh for uh, the food network and he works on all the food shows did uh that kind of happened with you with the Master Chef. Are they like, we'll bring you back for another Gordon Ramsay show? Or yeah, it was yeah. A, well, it was yeah. It went from Master Chef to Hell's Kitchen. Oh, nice! And um, there was another one that tried to, but it wasn't a Gordon. It was a Top Chef. Top Chef. I would try. I never ended up working on it for some reason, but they. It was just not a you know they schedule. You. Yeah, yeah. They they wanted me. <laughs> I'm just thinking, you know, they couldn't afford me enough. <laughs> now you specialize in woodworking. Is yes. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, give us an idea of like uh, w- what's in your toolbox. I mean, we talking saws, hammers. Well, yeah, you should have a kit, um, especially if you're union. You, they actually have a list of things that oh, nice. you need to have. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know if I know anyone who has everything on that right. list, but um, but maybe like you have, you know, they sh- everyone should have at least most of those things. If you were going to make a list for the indie filmmaker, uh, what what would go on his list? Well, you definitely need to have. If you're a prop maker in the indie world, you definitely need to have you know all the saws you need, like you know, uh, miter saw and your skill saw and your you know hack saws. Saws and, and hammers. Gotta have hammers. Drills. I mean, the most important thing that I probably use that I u- didn't use as much before when I came out here or when I was in the, the world of uh, interior trim and houses is a uh, impact uh, drill, like a little screw gun. That's what I mean, because everything here is made to come apart and it's not made to last. Sure. So you don't shoot it with a nail, you huh. screw it together. A lot of things, you know. Right. Like, so when you make a flat wall, uh-huh. You screw them together. You don't shoot them together. Like, well, you, s- you make one wall with the nails and the screw. I mean, with the uh, staples and the glue. And then when you're putting the two walls together, like to form like a, a room. Mm-hmm. Then, a corner. A corner, yeah. Then you're going to screw them together because you're going to take them apart again. Right. So you need to have that screw gun. And that's something you use way more out here than I ever did in houses. Wow. So having a good... You know. Now, does that work both ways? It can screw in and screw out? Oh, yeah. No, totally. They do that now. Oh, wow. It's amazing. Technology. We're in the world of the future, people. <laughs> you know, I can tell you, um, my favorite my favorite thing to do on the job 
if you want to know that. Yeah. It's, um, it's actually tearing things apart. Nice. So, cause I get to smash things up and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of, well, there's a lot of waste in Hollywood in general. Um, in this industry in particular, because at the end of the day, they're like, well, this beautiful deck that you made has all of this two by four and two by six, two by 12 wood. That's still really good. Actually eight feet long, maybe some more. We, uh, you know, you can just trash it. We're not going to keep it. So a lot of this just going in the dumpster unless you just take it away. Right. So it really pays to have a good flatbed like pickup or you know full full bed pickup so you can get all that stuff like every year in master chef they take the town the same they make a big patio and they tear it all down cuz usually they for the last 3 years they've been changing locations and so hmm. making a new patio based on where they're at they just have to make it different in in the world of prop making and and building for films and whatnot yes oh, what do people most often misunderstand about your job? Oh, okay. Well, I get a lot of people saying, oh, so you design, you're a set designer. When I say, no, I'm, when I, I'm a prop maker and I make sets, then they just automatically assume that I design them right. as well, which is not what I do. You would have said, I design sets, right? <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say if I were a set designer. So how interconnected are you with the art department well we are we're part of the art department um the chain of command i guess goes down from uh the uh, the head of the art department would be the production designer the designer of everything then he goes down to the art director or art directors if it's several different units or whatever Mm -hmm. and um then you'll have uh my the boss for me would be the construction coordinator. And so he will answer to the art director who answers to the production designer. You know, there, there's, there is a, a chain of command mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and the, the more, I guess the more professional, the more, uh, the bigger the job, the, the more divisions there are mm-hmm. between what you do and what you don't do. For instance, like there are, certain people who only deal with drapes and wow. yeah and there are certain people who only do carpets and that exists in the upper you know echelon of I mean it makes here. sense it, it exists in the retail world right yeah exactly experts You're like I don't usually I'm not an expert at flooring but there are people who just do that mm-hmm. you know for the most part and the same were for you know, any kind of hanging anything. So like like I said, like drapers and stuff. Oh, like right, that. right. There's greensmen who only do, you know, live, like living props, living plant props. Shrubs and whatnot. Shrub. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Is there anything that's been in the back of your head that you haven't built yet? Anything, an idea that you've had that you haven't brought into this world yet? Whoa, man. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of oh, ideas. Was that too deep? <laughs> that's pretty deep. Is there anything that I haven't thought of yet that I would like to think of? Tell you what, being a product of the 80s uh, that I am, I, I really loved Star Wars as a kid, and I would love to have worked on a Star Wars movie. And I guess that they still can. Oh, yeah. It's not over yet. Your odds are probably better from here on out, you know? Oh, yeah. I would say so. And 
Uh, I've, I've actually had friends who've worked on like making the Millennium Falcon and stuff recently, and I'm not sure if it was for just a promo or, or for like a reshoot. I'm not wow. sure exactly if it was even used, but whatever they made the Millennium Falcon. Are there things you make off the clock? Are there are there things oh. you, yeah yeah, in wood or whatnot that you build? Oh, for sure. Tell us about that. Well, um, I've been going to Burning Man for nine years and. Uh, I decided to take and build a porch and just take it out there. No. So, yeah. I a built... porch? That's brilliant. Yeah, just this like... Um... There's nothing cozier than a porch. Exactly. Sunrise, sunset. Yeah, just hanging out on the front porch. Singing a song, drinking some moonshine. <laughs> and it was actually mostly from scraps from the set of MasterChef. Nice. So, uh, I took a lot of the plywood that they were just going to throw away and the two by twelves that they were going to throw away. It's good. It's like, it's a little L shape too. So like we'll have, it's made for a corner of the house or what. Oh yeah. And I'm going to expand it this year, you know, and I like the event. So I decided to give back to the community by making a little something for people to hang out in. And what was the best day on set that you can remember? Oh, what a question. Okay. No, I got to say that we, well, there's some, Sometimes where I get like, you know, starstruck uh, a little bit. Not starstruck, but just, you know, I was like, oh, well, this is this is what's happening. This is my life. Well, um, the most recent, I guess, they can think of uh, on Big Brother this year, we were um, uh, Ziggy Marley was playing in the backyard. Nice. And I had no idea this was happening until it was there and he was like on set. And That's pretty huge. So... Everyone was just cr- trying to crowd around, look into the backyard. I'm like, why is everyone trying to get in our space right now? We're, we've been working and we're just kind of like tired. And right. It's like, oh, it's happening. And now we did, we did a sound check. So it's like we got a free concert. I want to thank you for being here, man. Well, thank you very much. And I, I just got one more question for you. Sure. One bit of advice that you would give a young cat out there that wants to take your job in 10 years. Oh, my. Well... Um, I'll tell you what, um, the best thing I can say, and one of the best thing, I guess it was, uh, some advice that was given to me when I moved out here is the people who make it are the people who, who hang around the people who stay here. And I found that to be true. Like, you know, obviously you're not going to make it if you leave. Right. But also I found it very, uh, useful to be someone who is positive and, fun to work with because I know I've gotten jobs over people who are more qualified than I because people like to work with me mm-hmm. and I am someone who is eager to learn and to work so the the positive attitude the work ethic and stick sticking to it stick to it man. yeah there you go Thanks for being here, man. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you. And there it is. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Indie Film Grit, and I hope you're enjoying the podcast in general. Feel free to go to IndieFilmGrit.com to check out the show notes and subscribe to us on iTunes. It would mean a lot. Also, you can follow us on Twitter. That way we can keep this conversation going. One more thing, I gotta ask you a question. Do you have the courage 
the passion, and the perseverance to make indie films? Do you have enough indie film grit?